0: and gentlemen welcome back. all right all right, all right. we're you. not going into this we don't have enough time for it
1: uh ladies and gentlemen we are jumping straight yeah. into a moon night review <laughs> too bad brandon spoiler filled so if you have not seen the first episode of moon night go watch it and then join back in yeah.
0: you know i knew that interruption was going to happen it still kind of hurt my feelings yeah,
2: I was <laughs> to say you actually look hurt are you okay <laughs>
0: Hi guys, we're here, it's Tuesday, and we're talking about Moon Knight, Episode 1, before Moon Knight, Episode 2 comes out. To,
2: wait. Tomorrow, technically. Technically, when you're hearing this, it'll be coming out tomorrow. Right. Yeah,
1: which is Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be hearing Today's this Tuesday. Monday.
2: So we'll go through some highlights yep. that we loved, huh, mm-hmm. uh, or didn't love. Yeah. Not much. There's not much there to talk about that we didn't love. Uh, and then we'll give it a 1 to 10 grade. From each of us. Yes. Of yeah. We
0: will give it uh, one to ten crescent
1: moons. Yeah. And this is going to be a, a snippet version. So our normal episode that releases on Thursdays, typically an hour around that mark, usually a little bit over. Uh, this will not hopefully not reach not an hour. Not usually over. I think it has always
0: been
2: over.
1: <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's still kind of usually. We, we,
2: we promise to yeah. keep working on this. We recognize right. it's a problem. We yeah. say
0: after our longest episode <laughs> that, we,
2: that we, in the middle of it, decided this is going to be an extended edition. Yeah, yeah, Now, also, I want the people to know. It was a lot of listeners, by the way, for that really long episode.
0: We cut a solid 30 minutes off that episode, right? Yeah. Because I went into a whole Halo review that we will get into in the main episode. Today, we're talking about Moon Knight.
2: Yeah. yeah and we're, we've already wasted two minutes. Dr. J,
1: kick us off. Moon Knight. So, the first episode... So solid. So it's, good. I, as soon as I got done watching it, I sent in our little group chat that it is probably my favorite and potentially, like, objectively the best of the uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows, like, as far as pilot episode, episodes yeah. go. Um, it is fantastic. So good. So good. The The quality of it, I mean, whenever you're watching something like Loki or you're watching something like um, uh, WandaVision, you can tell that it's a while are still very high quality I mean they're much high quality than you would see on actual like abc or nbc or something like that um they they still feel like a tv show moon knight is on a whole other level to me it's like watching this felt like cinema it felt like i was sitting in the local pinnacle just like absolutely zoning out in this imax experience which is sick
2: Except that I was sitting on a toilet.
1: But <laughs> right. the light's for the were hour, about hour long. Sink.
2: Yeah. So. Too to get the feeling back in my legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When you sat there so long, you start to feel your legs
2: again. It's like at that point, you're like, I'm committed at this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think for me, Moon Knight episode one gave me what I was expecting from Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode
1: one. Fair. Like, yeah.
0: I was expecting Falcon and the Winter Soldier to, Winter Soldier to be more of that, like, cinematic style of tv show yeah and you didn't really get that in episode one moon knight you definitely got it i love that they set the tonality for the entire series in episode one yeah like loki episode one kind of a slow burn like really establishing the world in a very slow way don't get me wrong i loved loki you know loved it so much wandavision you you had no idea what was going on. You got episodes <laughs> yeah. one and two, and you're still like, what is this show about? Even in the three and four, you still had no idea. What yeah, that. yeah,
1: which is unique in and of itself. Fantastic. Right. Which worked so well for that show. Right.
0: Um, it Really spoke to where Wanda was at and where we're going into with Multiverse of Madness coming up. But Moon Knight, though, I mean, man, you get the... The funny side of Moon Knight with his really relationship, humor. Yeah. With Stephen Grant's relationship with Conchu and having no idea what's going on. You get great action sequences, you know, yeah. with the flashbacks and Moon Knight beating up that like jackal dog at the end. Yeah. And then you also get the horror aspects up front. Uh, the
2: what be- kind of aspects? The horror. Okay.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Um. With like him in the bathroom and talking to Mark in the mirror yeah. with this thing banging
1: down the door. Like you get that, like, or like the, the elevator scene especially is like yeah. pretty terrifying. Yes. That was a great yes. scene. Yeah. It's like or you, the scene right before where he's in his apartment and then he can hear um, yeah. Mark speaking to him. Right. And he goes and looks at Don't his look. reflection. Stop looking. <laughs> and his reflection and is shaking out. his head. Oh my
0: God, dude. So yeah, you get those horror tones already in episode one. And I mean, like you just, it sets the show up so perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think for a character as obscure as moon Knight that they're introducing it in a TV show, because so far all the Marvel shows that they've done, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier, right? You know, Wanda and vision, you know, Loki, these are established characters. So you needed a solid showing for episode one of moon Knight to introduce this character. And my God, did they knock it out of the park?
1: And I think to, to touch on what you're talking about with that is like with every single Disney Plus show that has released so far, it has been off of MCU characters that have already existed right. with show adaptations. Right. There is yet to be, now there's been one where it is a character that has never been introduced in the MCU, has no hints at it in the MCU. Yeah. That now yeah. has their own standoff show. Right. And honestly, there you can feel the difference in tone with that. It's like with the the characters that you get in WandaVision and Hawkeye and all these other ones is you they feel like they're MCU like the movie counterpart and you get like yeah. these MCU like um like attributes with it. It's like yeah. it feels you have that familiarity. Right? right. It feels like an MCU film. Right. Whereas this, because one, I think it also helps that it's a character where you are have not been or uh, introduced to um it is it really doesn't feel like like an MCU, like the tropes that you get with an MCU film where it's like, yeah, oh, cheap humor all the time. Yeah, da, it's like da, they da, don't da, da. have to play by those rules. Right. It's like, ah, oh, action sequence with a big CGI thing. While there was action sequences with a CGI like monster, it doesn't feel like the, the – it doesn't have the same familiarity as your MCU films, which I feel like they had to do for those other shows yeah, to sure. keep a, a – sense of continuity between the characters right right they, this is unique in that it doesn't have that it feels new and fresh yeah God.
2: it's one of the first shows that like some people i work with family whatever i i don't have to set them up for this show
0: right there's no background there's no like okay to. what you need to know about this like with wandavision what you need to know is like you need to go watch supposed this to be movie, dead movie. And, yeah, yeah like
2: it's just like,
1: alert for wandavision oh, <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah the
2: <laughs> oldest mcu yeah, show so yeah. far uh, a guy I worked with, Hunter, had no clue who this guy was. And he was like, hey, tell me tell me, tell me a little bit about him. I'm like, well, you can always go listen to the show or, or right. whatever. But then I was yeah, like. Yeah,
1: plug the show first. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Always plug the show. But then I was like, dude, just go hit play. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was. I mean, yeah, he's got multiple personalities. But then just go hit play. That's yeah. it. And it was so good. So <laughs> yeah. good. It was fantastic. I've
0: watched it three times so far. Watched yeah. it two times. And each, dude there's just so many layers to the show. I mean, again, how they set up Arthur Harrow with like the glass going into the shoes. Like there's like a whole, whole thing about that too. I mean, you have that, like that, like classic punish yourself with pain kind of character. But at the same time, like he's not doing it to be seen because he genuinely believes in his cause. That's why he puts the glass in his shoes instead of like walking on it in public. And like, it's, it's literally, it's so good. It's so good sorry like everybody knows i've been waiting for the show i've <laughs> talked about it so much and like my expectations were set so high for it and i'm so happy yeah like if the show continues down this road that it started it will be the perfect introduction to moon knight into the mcu and also this newer direction for the MCU. Yeah. Because the Multiverse of Madness is also supposed to have those kind of horror themes with Sam Raimi directing it. And so I think they're setting us up for that darker, grittier MCU with Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And I'm so ready for it. I feel like it's maturing with its audience. Right.
2: I like that it's setting us up for the supernatural side of things as well. Yeah. Uh, I like the vampires, the werewolves, the leading us right into Blade. Yeah. and, and, And these other characters. I mean... As far as the setup episode, I mean that was flaws. Do y'all want to do like a act by act?
1: Yeah, let's go. For yeah, it. take
2: it beat by beat. We open. I guess we open up with his. We you. they I like how they set you up with this is what his routine. nightly yeah. and morning yeah uh, routine.
0: They actually open with Arthur Harrow though. Oh yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. You didn't even get Moon Knight at first. Like you get yeah. Arthur Harrow classic cult leader. Like I love the glass. He just drinks the glass. I love he dips his finger in does like yeah. the
1: crystal. Like it's just, it, it shows like the meticulous nature and yes. the dedication behind this guy. Right. It's like, like this guy seems because of how you were talking about like the physical punishment. It's like those people that would like whip themselves to right. uh, mimic the, um, the action of like Jesus being whipped with a cat and nine tails. And that yep. was there thing for, I mean, I don't know everything about cults or really much about cults at all. Sure. Um, but <laughs> If you want
0: to know more, go check out All Things Reconsider. Uh, <laughs> episode of <the> <laughs>
1: Shilo, right? Man, we got 30 we minutes. to a cult plug that. There it is. <laughs> but it's like that same type of thing. It's like you get the you're introduced to this like avid religious follower and that's all that you're given it's like you see the the balance scales that are on his arm you see the cane that he walks with and then you see the fact that he is putting his body through this like torture essentially i mean that putting glass in your shoe and walking on it is an actual means of uh not meditation but an actual um thing that people do for like to Ground themselves right, in, in and their they're religion. still
2: in there later in the episode. Yeah, he's walking through the town, and you can. St- that sounds like Spurs. Yeah, and you're. Wow,
0: it's the small it's the small yeah.
2: things about the show. And Ethan Hawk, it. like so. Good I mean, two years so ago he's he's crapping on superhero movies. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's he sitting here going, "Dude, this guy's." Yeah, he played that part so well. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you open with that. Um, my one. My one thing that I found a little cheesy about this opening sequence wasn't even any part of, like, what was going on. And I love how the guy volunteered to come up because he wanted to know if he was good, right. how he talks about how, um, oh, God. Oh, are the you talking name?
1: about later in the episode now?
0: This is later in the episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just you. kidding. We will get there. Um. So, yeah. And so we he walks out, and then we see Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: and we're introduced to his like morning routine. Yeah. it's like you the, see him. There's he sand, sand the around sand
0: there. on the bed. Yeah. He unhooks himself from the you know from the chain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: pulls the tape off the door.
0: Says good morning to Gus, his goldfish. Which right. I didn't
2: even catch had one fin. I, yeah. I yeah, I didn't catch that
0: because he swims in circles like yeah. Stephen Grant does. Sentin one fin just circles. always yeah. going in circles. Yeah, did, really? did y'all
2: catch that both times that he's. He's talking to his mom on the phone. It's an answering machine or it's a voicemail. Right, right. Yeah. It's an answering machine. Uh, it's it's a voicemail. Like, she may not even really exist or she, she may be dead. And, and that's Martin, one so, thing
1: that this show really, like, travels into. It's, like, how much of Stephen Grant's life is real? Yeah. And yeah. that's something that's, like, I don't That's something no reflective idea.
0: in, like, the Moon Knight comics, you know, uh, like the Insanity Run, for sure, where yeah. one moment he's fighting in the desert and literally one panel later he's in a mental institution and there's no explanation to it. So you really don't know what's real. And so like, they're very much leaning on that kind of inspiration of like, yep. What is real in this? Yeah. I'm of the belief that Mark Spector is sending those postcards to Stephen Grant. right?
2: Probably because
0: they are the same postcards that you see in the museum where he works
2: in his interaction in that opening scene with people, the guys selling the the stuff out in front of his Yeah. Oh, here again. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. You know, it just that's fine. And he just goes on. Uh the people in in, in on the Let bus when he's riding. Right. Um even down. Falls asleep on that dude. Falls asleep that. on the guy. The his interaction with his boss, which is really out of all the people that he, he works with, she's really the only person that answers him back. Yeah. As, like who actually sees him. The security guard he has some somewhat of Scotty. a Scotty. But yeah, Steven. <laughs> they don't even know what his name is. You know, yeah, like yeah. They, they just he they just look past him or they completely ignore him. And except for the girl that's wanting to go on a date, right? But obviously it was Mark right. she was talking to, so it. Mark's having conversations with these people. Yeah, at, at least it's it's hinting at it. So, I mean, that's just there's, there's about a million doors you can go. It's so wild, right?
1: Um, and the funny thing is, is like Mark. So yeah, Mark had had to have yeah. gone to this girl and asked her out, but Mark. Also speaks with a different accent than Stephen yeah. does. So okay, so Stephen has no recollection that Mark exists up until the end of the episode, but Mark has obviously knows that Stephen exists. Also, Mark speaks with whenever he's speaking in the end, he does not have a English accent. Right. He's speaking like just a normal just American. Oscar Isaac speaking. Right. And so I'm assuming Oscar Isaac's American. I think so. I think just I think he, that could be British. I he think might he, be British, actually. I
2: think he actually might be British. We're
1: finding out. Keep talking. I'm basing it off of what I've seen him play in, and everything that I've seen him play in, he's played an American actor, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Tom Holland's played an American actor in everything wanna, I've seen I him I want to
2: say that I saw... In Oscar
1: was raised in Miami, Florida. Gotcha. Nice. He
0: does an incredible British accent for someone yeah, from America. It was
2: great.
1: Yeah, it, he really does. And, and so, like... So, Mark obviously knows that Stephen exists. Right. Between the two people. And so... Mark, Somebody else
0: knows that Stephen exists too.
1: <laughs> well, we'll get there. So Mark had had impersonated is Stephen, yeah, and had spoke in Stephen's accent. <laughs> he must have. Boy. He had to he because had to have. And I, I wonder if future
2: episodes are going to overlap that. Right. Right. And because I mean, was it to cover his tracks? Is he looking out for Stephen? Yeah. You know, is there is there an affection there? Because he's you know because. He this, looks at Steve Stevens. And kind of has a sad life. You know? Yeah, because there's even know. a
0: trailer where uh, Layla, the girl from the phone, right, is like, "Why are you talking in an
1: accent?" Yeah, so it's like, "Ooh." Yeah, I mean, whenever he's Ooh. on the phone, uh, uh, Layla says, "Is it Layla or Lila?" Layla, yeah. I think it's Layla. Uh, she says, he's like, what's wrong with your accent? Like, why yeah. are you speaking like this? And whenever he calls her on the phone, he finds the phone in his flat or his apartment, whatever. And so I this, I love that he called it a flat. It, it is what it is <laughs> yeah. over there. It's, it's yeah. Fantastic. Over the pond. Yeah. Um, and Big so pond. it's, it, it kind of begs the question of, like, what reason would Mark have to impersonate Steven if they look the same? Why not just go by Mark? Why is he living out Steven's life yeah. if not to keep Steven in a bubble? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Which is I, what, it's, what I'm perceiving it as. And is.
0: I think that's why he asked that chick out, too. It's like, keep Steven happy. Right. Like, so that way he doesn't go poking around trying to change things about his life. Because if he changes things about his life. Yep. I'm screwed. Them. Like I've got
2: to I've got to do so much. Another small detail that I that I love is that Stevens is, a, is a vegan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Mark is eats not. Steak. <laughs> Best steak in town.
0: What's a vegan gonna get in a steak restaurant? I don't know. I don't know,
2: Donna. Bread, salad. <laughs> I think Donna's gonna end up being a fun character in this yeah. show as well. She's pretty ruthless. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's great. But um, so we fast forward a little bit. And Mark or Steven. He wakes up in, in the field. trying to stay awake, though. I love right. it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that thing w- where he doesn't want to go he, to sleep. He
2: obviously realizes there's something weird. He must have have woken up in, in places he shouldn't have been. Yeah. So he, he, I guess he must think it's just. Well, I don't think he's,
1: He goes through uh, in his phone whenever he's talking to his mom, and he's like, it's like my body. St- no he's, he's I've talking get to my 10,000 steps right he's talking to the street performer yeah as uh, pretending to be a statue again um,
2: another character who's not speaking back to him
1: correct right. through this whole episode and so he's talking it's like yeah it's like my body has so you think that he thinks that he it just has a really bad case of like sleepwalking right where he will be in his bed and he will like and i think that's why he wants to walk. stay awake he's trying to stay awake so because in the tape it says like something about five hours being like the thing right. of like where you can I, I don't know if they're talking about like being out of REM sleep or something like that, where they're they're addressing like a five hour span that he's trying to keep himself awake to, right. so that he doesn't, and I think in his mind, so he doesn't fall into like REM sleep and then sleepwalk. Yeah, doesn't realize he's that's <laughs> not what's into a whole person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he then he has this like routine, or he's doing the puzzle, the Rubik's cube, he's reading the the Egyptian books, then stuff. He's really yep. into like this Egyptian thing. That's where from where he works.
0: I also love how part of like the process is read your favorite chapter and imagine yourself in the book because the, like the life of Mark Spector is so the life that Stephen Grant, I feel like would want to live. Yeah, Yeah. And so I feel like what Mark Spector does is what Stephen Grant would want to do. Not realizing that he's doing it as Mark Spector, which is such a great meta commentary of this self in it show.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: So let's, let's talk about our introduction to Kanchu.
1: Oh great! Are we still going to go scene by scene? Or are we? idiots well, just back. Going, well, I was. We're yeah. quickly oh, yeah.
2: approaching that thirty-minute mark. Yeah. We, so, well, I was saying, I was just the the first scene that he wakes up out there in the grass. Oh, I see. I got you. Yeah, with that with jaw, just his oh. jaws, and that oh, that little yeah. sound he makes, and all the popping and going back in place. But we hear Konshu's voice for the first time, and I'm here for all the Konshu sarcasm. Oh yeah, great.
0: 100%. The idiots
2: back. <laughs> the idiots back. I give I, the body back to Mark like, Worm. I knew I knew we would get the voice. I knew we would get Conscious speaking yeah. to him. I don't I guess I just wasn't prepared no. for him to be a great a hole. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it because again, he is in the
0: comics. Like he cares only about his the own yeah. 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 He only cares right. about what he wants. Yeah, he and wanted Mark. Mark. Is just a vessel. He did not want Steven. He did right. not want him there at <laughs> right. all. And dude, so like you get introduced to this voice and where it's like, Oh, like this must be conchie. But then like, you have that like quick flash of him
1: yes. standing
0: behind him. It's like, Oh, again, Ooh. the spooky element. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. it. Just love it. Dude. So I may be, I may be jumping the gun. I may be getting too excited. Okay. I want to believe that that country that they were in was Latveria, though. Because yeah. Latveria is a, is a small country like that. A lot of Dr. Doom's hometown. You have small little communities and then a big old castle where Dr. Doom lives. If if it comes out in this show that that country that he was in was Latveria, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I'm so ready to have Dr. Doom come in and Moon Knight would be a great way to introduce him.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Which would also introduce the Fantastic Four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which has been hinted at with stuff like uh, a no way home, or or he's flying through. Yeah, a lot of people four. have said that he's um, in the beginning sequence. He's like gliding through the town using like a little spider web. It makes like a little wingsuit. Um, you, in like the trailers, you see it a lot where he's he's flying through this. Uh, it almost looks like Avengers Tower that's been. Oh, I think it actually is Avengers Tower that the middle has been cut out. Right, and made like it some sort of foundation. Like, yeah, the Future yeah. Foundation. A lot of people have said like, oh, is that. Um, the Fantastic Four is like are they the ones that bought out the building or right. whatever um, so introducing Doctor Doom I'd definitely be down for that yeah that's pretty cool
0: so in the scene though is my one issue with the show again it's not with what was happening it's just a creative direction that they went um, so they have the people come up to have their entire lives past present and future read to see if they are good people and you have I love the tattoo moving I have yeah. no issue with that I think it's super cool it's such a small, subtle detail, though, when they turn the tattoo from black to either green or red. It's a very <laughs> subtle coloration, but I'm like, either just have it bounce back out to even,
2: right?
0: or just tilt the scale. Like, why change the color of the tattoo?
1: Because a tilted scale could be good or bad.
0: No, tilted scale means even. They're just, like, they're over the totality of their life they ended even good or they tipped the scale. Like I don't think there's going to be a scene where the scale tips this way and it's green. I think the tip scale is always going to be bad. Now, again, this could be proven wrong in future episodes. We're still reviewing episode one. However, I feel like the coloration is just a little bit more of like, in case you didn't know
1: they're good. <laughs> but, but again, but I didn't really point. have an issue with it because a tilted scale resembles Balance. And balance is a balance of good and evil. And so even whenever the scale turns red, it is red, and then it resolves back to even, and the lady dies. So her scale resolving even. It doesn't resolve even. It does. Mm -mm. Well, I may have to watch it again. (laughs) To me, from what I remember of watching it, looked like it was red whenever the scale was tipped and then after she's dying i mean it goes back to even no
0: because one of the issues is yeah it goes back to even because she's because she's dead like it's chosen that she's going to die and it's just going back to its default setting like of what it's tattooed on his arm i don't think the scale tipping back to even has anything to do with her dying other than her life has been deemed unworthy she's going to die because one one of the biggest things with uh whenever he does that to Stephen grant is it keeps resolving and then going back and never settles anywhere and he's like there is chaos in you
1: (laughs) right which to me kind of resembles like if one side of the scale is a balance of like good and evil and having that balance i don't know i'm just trying to shoot out Sure. Yeah. See what they were trying to intend by that. And again, episode one. So I think hope I hope they go back
0: to it more. Yeah. To give us a more clear definition of like what is good and bad. Just just to clarify. Yeah, I feel that. But uh, and then and then okay, so so they jump to the museum. They meet. uh, They have this great scene on the bus where he still doesn't know if he's seeing things or not. Well,
2: you you gotta briefly mention the chase.
1: Oh, oh fantastic man. chase. Scene. Great
2: scene. Him jumping in and out of, of of Mark to to Steven. Or it's not even jumping to Mark. You're not seeing Mark. No. no. He just He just keeps waking that, up as Steven. That scene he, his, he, sh- he blacks out, he wakes up and everybody's dead around him and yes. just covered in blood. I love it. He's like, "Give me cap. Yeah, cool. No, no problem. He, and he
0: just, like, can't just closes get it to him, and also like Oscar Isaac's like ability to try to force his own hand yeah. open. Is so convincing. Oscar like, Isaac
1: did fantastic in this. He's so good episode. Like he's so fantastic, good. and it was something that was interesting that it's like normally going back to like the the MCU tropes that this doesn't really embrace is like you see a lot of action, and while this has action in it, a hundred percent, it doesn't have the same type of action. Right. It's like most like the show is very much like a like. Saving their cards, not showing their cards too early. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you want to see Mark <laughs> yeah. go and kill it's these all people. Like, you want to see action, them. exactly. And it's like, but really, you're just caught in with Steven who's as confused as All Get Out. Like right. he's in here and he's like, I have no. He idea is what's as confused as we are, the Watcher. Yeah, right. Which is awesome. Um. So
0: we have that moment. Um. We can flash forward to the hallway, yeah. where he decides. Oh man! And then we have the fish. There's so much good stuff in this show. Yeah.
2: So he, you have our first he, he realizes the fish has two fins. Yeah, realizes the it's fish not has swimming two fins. in
0: circles. Yeah. yeah. So he goes to the pet shop. And I love that there's a small line where she's like, You were in here yesterday. We don't sell fish with one fin. Meaning that Mark Spector (laughs) must have killed that fish on an accident somehow.
1: Well, it's probably because of the fact that he had, that they were gone for a couple days. Yeah. And so the fish not being fed. And so I love that Mark was like,
0: I need to find a fish with one fin because he's going to notice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's trying to preserve uh, Stephen's world.
2: Yeah. Oh, and he
1: missed the date. And he missed the date by three days. Yeah. An interesting fact, then whenever he's like going back into his work and he's asking to and we're kind of jumping around here because we don't I mean, you guys can go and watch the thing if you want to see every detail. There's so much that's happening in here. And so he goes in and as he's going into his work, it's the first time that you see uh, Stephen's mom actually call him. Yeah. Which is an interesting fact. I want to hear what you guys think is actually happening here. Whenever he's going into his work and he's talking to the guy behind the front desk and he's like, "Someone's coming after me," and so then they they take him take him away because he's flipping out and his phone rings and he's like, "Oh, it's my mom. I have to answer it." And the guy at the front desk picks up the phone and answers it for him. Right. So it's like, so what's actually happening there is like because before he's always talking to an answer machine and the one time that his mom actually calls him, he doesn't pick up the phone. Is this something that Mark is trying, because Mark knows that like the, that Steven seeing cracks in the foundation is like, does Mark have somebody who is contacting him as like a, like, uncover, no, you have to yeah. do something like that. He's figuring it out. And that's what I perceived it as like Mark, not in that moment. Cause obviously Steven was kind of taking the spotlight. But right mark as he's maybe replacing gus is like talking to whoever is filling in for this like steven's mom yeah to keep him in this cycle it's like no call him like do something right we have to keep him locked in we have to keep the this you gotta keep in. the illusion alive as the it's Truman like show going mm-hmm. yeah. but
0: quick rewind you get an awesome like full introduction to conchu walking down the hallway great
1: costume design too
0: horrifying that great saying he he gets scared he hits the floor turns into a funny moment with the old lady the old sorry drop my contact yeah hope you find it (laughs) she's scared are we back on the fifth level (laughs) yep my friend sherry lives right here she knows i'm coming she knows i'm coming and he's like no the problem isn't i'm trying to chase you the problem is i was supposed to be going down Yeah, yeah how are we back on the fifth floor
1: yeah exactly so
0: i mean just phenomenal show and then you get the perfect amount of the costume in episode one yeah. with the scene in the bathroom with Mark saying, I need you to let me take you over. Fi-
2: they finally speak to Face each other. to mirror. Face, face. to mirror. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like just watching him let go in the costume take over as the dog is running in. Right. And then I love the moment. You get like three seconds of yeah. the suit. Where it. you can see the dog realize. Trying to oh, leave. No, <laughs> trying to run away. Yeah. And Moon Knight ripping it back into that bathroom and just murking it I and then it. that turn to black Brutal.
2: oh so good so we got a minute left minute what's your grade oh
1: uh, uh, i one had to 10 full moons uh like 10 uh absolutely without a doubt
0: 10 full moon nights from jansen uh
2: dr uh jo- joe you're dr j joe <laughs> uh one i'm
0: not to sure ten can, full I moons. i can't
2: give anything a 10 so fair but oh, I will, I, I will give this. A, I'll give this a nine point five, like that. I, I, I literally in the bathroom. The scene ends, standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. Just me and myself. Yeah, <laughs> same.
0: Like I think I started the show approximately forty five seconds after watching it the first time. I rewatched it. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid uh, nine full moons and the. Uh, a waxing crescent moon. Oh, fair. Enough. Out of ten full moons.
2: <laughs> that is lovely.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been our spoiler review. <laughs> we're not stealing let, this from Brandon again. We're not gonna let Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not for the review, big guy.
2: <laughs>
1: Demoted. Uh, stay tuned in for show. Thursday when we drop the our full episode, giving out. Well, the we do. idiot's
2: in charge <laughs> <laughs> Dang it Joe Give me back control of the outro you worm <laughs> uh, Stay tuned Thursday at noon Thursday at noon, Thursday at noon. Yeah. So it's, uh, 1-900 nerdy talk